Dead or alive, you are coming with me. I'm sitting on a Don't make me smack you, sweetheart. I'll do it. So good. Yeah. I've been telling everybody about it too. It's a uh, Ike's signature sandwiches and they're in downtown Fredericksburg, right below the butcher shop. Okay. There's like this little like basement. I was, I was concerned about that because you have a restaurant, it's in a basement <laughs> and you're thinking, okay, I got to go downstairs to like a dark, like, you know, damp room to get my deli meat. I think it you know? works better. Um, it used to be like this Italian place okay. and it was supposed to be like nice, classy Italian food. And it, I'm sure it was fine, okay. but I had the issue with the basement. Like I went in there to eat once and it's like, yeah, below a butcher shop mm-hmm. to get my deli meat. You yeah. know I, mean? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's yeah. good. You're saying but these it, you're sandwiches saying it's are fantastic. Yeah. Okay. The, they are staying open until 3 a.m. What? To outdo Benny's. So you're going to get all the drunks, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the drunk people. Yeah, they're staying open until 3 a.m. Man, it, well, good for them. Philly cheesesteak to die for. Really? Like it, like a actual, like from Philly. Like it tastes like it's okay. like lots of... So I don't even think I've had an authentic Philly. So, you yeah. know. Yeah, you got to do that. My sister lives in Philly, so I've gotten the chance to do that. We went to Pat's and Gino's, like the two famous places that are right across the street from each other. And we got one from each and then like shared to find out which one we liked better. Okay. Because there's a, an argument. Which one is better? I think Pat's is better. Okay. Pat's does a, a chopped uh, steak and they do the onions in with the meat. Okay. Which I'm a big fan of. Gino's has, it's not thicker, but the the um, pieces of meat are like continuous. Does mm. that make sense? Kind of, like yeah. Like it's spiraled, like it's like like uh, yeah, okay. like like a like, like a piece of steak. The, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some steak. Well, because you know a steak for a Philly cheesesteak, it's a thin sliced right. piece of the steak, like right. really thin. Right. And some places will chop it up. In addition to that, some places leave that that strip whole. Okay. So Gino's leaves it whole. So if anybody's um, listening right now, this is not a food podcast. Just so you guys know, <laughs> but if you're hungry. <laughs> Go to Ike's Signature Sandwiches in downtown Fredericksburg. This podcast is sponsored by Ike's, isn't it? <laughs> I'm trying to right. uh, sponsor get um, get them to sponsor my podcast. Yeah. I keep doing live videos on Facebook. Right. Will you guys help us out? You know, throw us a <laughs> maybe just pay us in sandwiches. You know. Oh yeah. 
I've I'll work for there. food. I have no shame. It's only been open for like two weeks, and I've been there like ten times. Okay, well, that's good. That <laughs> it's means it's so really good. good. I'll check it out. I wish I'd known about it. I mean, I knew something was happening. I knew something was rotten in Denmark, but I didn't have all the clues, you know? I just killed your intro by talking about no, it's cheese okay. steak. I was just going to talk about getting older, and people are tired of me talking about that anyway, you know? Because I was going to talk about birthdays, you know, like people like getting older, and why are people still having birthday parties, and it's kind of like a thing with me, and it's like, do we have to have them, that kind of thing, and and, and it's like... Do we have to go travel, you know, to see your newborn, you know, for her or his birthday? Like it's the second coming of Christ, you know, and we're bringing incense and mirror and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, and like the Lion King, you know, like, do we have to do this again? That was really going to be my only thing. But I mean, I have a son, you know, I have right, a baby boy. Right. You have a son. Yeah. You have yeah. a man son. Right. You know, <laughs> man son. You know what I'm saying? He's a grown man. And He's like, not a manson. Right. No, no not a man. Charles is not his father. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, but he is a grown boy. Yes. And he it would make more sense for him to have a party because he probably has friends, hang out, get together. His you know? birthday is the day after Christmas. He only has friend parties. Wow, okay. We we do a little cake for him right. when family is in town for Christmas, when we're all together. Yeah. If there, it depends on what day of the week it falls on when everybody can stay in town oh, for okay. Christmas. Okay. Um. But it'll sometimes be Christmas night. We have a family cake for him. Sometimes it's wow. the day of his birthday. We have a little cake for him. Yeah, we do that. Day after Christmas. So mm-hmm. the present thing, the present negotiation. How did, I mean, so it's just cut off after Christmas, extra presents under the tree, or is there um, just a little something? No, no, there's a, there is a separate gift for birthday. Okay. Than Christmas, always. It's difficult to do a big gift for both. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't afford yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I have tried very hard to keep it separate. Because December birthdays run in the family. Yeah. <laughs> we have like six December birthdays and I have an <sighs> uncle that was born on Christmas Day. And Man, it's the, everybody's just... the day my son was born, my uncle called me and he said, don't you ever give him a combination Christmas birthday <laughs> gift. You know, don't you ever uh, just take a present from under the tree right. wrapped say, in Christmas oh, wrapping yeah. and say, oh, this one was for your birthday. So that's <laughs> no. a no-no. I don't, yeah. Because I, I have a sister. She's born in December mm-hmm. before Christmas. Right. And I would try to pull that off too. Like, oh, there'll be some extra presents under the tree. <laughs> no, not so much. Yeah, he uh, he takes it well. He takes it in stride. There's only one, one year he was begging for a PS4. So I guess two or three years ago, right? You know, um, and I was like, you know if I do this for you, I can't get you anything else big. <laughs> like, okay. It's a big deal. And he, deal. Was, he was old yeah. enough to understand anything. Right. He was 13. That's good. You know, maybe 14 at that, that birthday. Um, so he understood. He was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. So And it, and he wanted like the special, uh, oh, what was that game? It wasn't Tank Girl, was it? No, it wasn't the Tank Girl edition. <laughs> but he wanted a special edition of it. And I and I got him that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Tank Girl. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Comic Cons, a geek podcast for the rest of us. Who are the rest of us? My name is Nick Stevens. I'm your host. With me today, very special guest. Do you, we do an? We're not doing an alias, right? We're just doing no. But we full don't. Name. But we, we don't do the full. full name. The, you can say my full name. It's okay, cool. Okay. Okay. All right. It's cool. Lauren Izzo from Mouthy Broadcast. Yes. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thank you really for coming. Excited. Thanks for being here, fighting the traffic and uh, <laughs> and sweating it, sweating it out in the garage with me here. You know, it's great to have you. Even even coming from uh, five miles away, I was stuck in traffic getting here. <laughs> it's I a can't bitch. avoid the traffic. There was it, an accident on the way here. It'll do you for at a spell. The, uh, I don't want to say exactly where you live at the uh, right the bridge the, where there's always a problem. <laughs> there was an accident. 
Imagine that. I don't even know how many clues I've dropped over the <laughs> several episodes. Like, it's somewhere in the uh, vicinity of the... Uh, it's Virginia. <laughs> We're in Virginia, kids. For anybody that actually cares, you know. I had to take the uh, bridges of Madison County <laughs> to get here. Well, the bridge to Terabithia. That bridge. Where were you in March of 1995? March of 1995, uh, I was in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Oh, okay. In middle school. Right. Yeah. And were you, did you like the movies? Did you go to the movies a lot? I was, I was a pretty big fan of the movies. Yeah. Um, I was definitely into the alternative scene. Okay. Uh, I was yeah. wearing flannels. Hey, so was I. I was wearing flannels and airwalks. Yeah, we're about the day. same age, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I'm still wearing flannels almost every day, mm-hmm. except, you know, when the weather doesn't allow yeah. me to. Yeah. And I dug Bjork and uh, Hole and... Um, oh, man. So you love the movie we're about to talk yeah, about today. well... <laughs> Somehow I didn't get to see it. I'm not sure really? what happened. I somehow, I talked my mom into letting me see this movie <laughs> when I was actually like 12 when this came out, I think, or just about to be 13. And she took me and my sisters. And at the time, now mind you, there wasn't, this, there wasn't MCU, there wasn't DC Universe, there right. wasn't super movies every freaking month. It was like, it was, it was few and far between. I mean, there might have been Street Fighter, who gives a shit, you know what I'm saying? And, and Mortal Kombat, which... Come on, you know. I think Mortal Kombat came out that maybe summer. After. Okay, maybe that, that summer. That summer, right. because my sister left for college in the summer of 1995, and oh, okay. she took my brother and I to see that as like a going away thing. Okay, wow. That's a hell of a going away party. Yeah, yeah. I still maintain that's the best video game movie of all time. I it's pre- better than Street Fighter, it's that's so for good. damn sure. <laughs> but I, we, we yeah. watched that, and it was so uncomfortable watching this movie with my mom. I remember she was like, really embarrassed she thought she was gonna have to take us out of there because it was really it was so risque you know there's a lot of borderline risque scenes without crossing that line right there's like almost there is no nudity no it's almost almost. like why isn't there nudity because what you're doing like right they dropped a couple f-bombs right yeah they did they did, did and, and we can the, say fuck on the podcast i th- i mean i thought you i could. said freaking earlier i don't even know where that came from <laughs> I've never said that before in my life. If I, any mouthy broadcast fans are listening, no, they're yeah. going to be really surprised <laughs> that I said F-bomb and not fuck. I posted one of your episodes, by the way, on the Comic-Con's Facebook site, specifically rep- referencing your affinity for... Um, the C-word and... Well, no, that, but also the copulation with mythical creatures, you know. That one had me, you know, I was, I was, I mean, I was dying. That one killed me. And so I had, I shared it because I thought it, it blended really well into the cross-pollination of whatever the fuck this show's about. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. But what I really admire about your show is, uh, I feel like you and I are very similar with like, uh, we have a real strong like love and affinity for the movie. But if somebody comes at us with mm-hmm. a quiz like oh, the function of the well, Jeffrey's actually. tubes and the Star Trek <laughs> universe, I don't freaking know. Right, right. But I like watching it and right. I like talking about it. Right. And I like appreciating it. And right. Maybe even collecting some toys on it. And, Amen. And just let me do my thing and say that fun. I like a thing. Exactly. Yeah. So um so I appreciate Oh I appreciate your that. take on all the movies. Well thank I love you. Love it. If you had to describe your appreciation for this movie <laughs> to somebody, a new guy on the street, somebody oh, sees you, Lauren, hey, <laughs> what the fuck is Tank Girl about? You know, they would just randomly yell that across oh, the street. Oh man, you, you what know? is it about? You know? It's like um, Punky Brewster <laughs> meets Mad Max. Okay. Meets 
Earth Girls are easy. Mm. Meets. I don't know what okay. else. I okay. don't know what else. This movie is so manic. It is. And so completely all over the place. Oh, the bad parts of Scott Pilgrim. Okay. <laughs> all right. All Not right. The good okay. And I just listened to your Scott Pilgrim episode, by the oh, way. Yeah. You should give it another chance. I should give it another shot. You should give it another shot. Man, I fell asleep so hard <laughs> on that train. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, well, I remember that Seinfeld bit was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think post-apocalyptic 90s man this fucking movie is 90s it is so 90s this the first thing that hit me of it being so 90s was one of the very early scenes like within the first five minutes of the movie uh tank girl approaches her boyfriend yeah and is doing like a little uh sexual role play (laughs) and asks him to strip for her um and even naked this guy's just the look on his face yeah. is screaming 90s. Right. It's, whoa, like he's supposed to be 90s hot. Right. And you can tell, it's so weird because. He's a good looking guy. Oh, you know? yeah, 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 a good looking guy. But like he just, like even naked, he looked like he just yeah. walked out of a portal from the 90s. No, he really did. And it, I mean. Well, from the intro, the, the music, I mean. hmm I loved the intro from the get-go just because of, you know, the period of music. You know, Veruca Salt, Sleater Kinney. That, none of that's on the soundtrack, by the way, kids. <laughs> um, but Bush, Bush is there. That mm-hmm. post-grunge aesthetic, yes, you know? It's yes. like we want this music to sound a little sad with a little bit of angst, but not as angsty as Pearl Jam and Nirvana. <laughs> God <laughs> rest their souls. Perfect description of Bush. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that already yeah. like kind of like caught my attention. I've got to agree with you. The intro is the best part right. of this movie. <laughs> and the animation... Like segues, those are, I think those are actually drawn by the guy who drew the comic. Yes. Um, uh, from what I saw on Wikipedia. Right. I, <laughs> did a little bit of research. Yeah, I tried to, I tried to do my, my research. So, um, um, But yeah, that's a good, that's a fairly good description. Post-apocalyptic setting. It's a mix of Mad Max. It's a mix of Punky Brewster. Lori Petty plays our titular character, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and boy, is she Lori petting the fuck out of this. Yeah. <laughs> a League of Their Own has never seemed so much better in comparison. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I that's the first thing I think I remembered um from this movie was I'll always remember Lori Petty because of this movie. You mm-hmm. know? And before More that I was so like so than League of the Run Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, you no, were feisty, think, but I'll give you that. I mean you know? this it's funny because I feel like this movie made her and I also feel like she didn't really do anything after it. Right. Right. Like, I don't think she did either. Like a League of Their Own, I mean that was Academy Award nominated, perhaps. I think you're right. No. I think she popped up in like an Orange is the New Black episode yeah, or something. She played a great character yeah. in Orange is the New Black, but that's the first time I've seen her that I can remember since Tank Girl. Yeah. So, she likes to play Lori Petty. She's like, <laughs> she likes to do it up. Yeah. Um, but the movie starts off, she gives us a kind of brief scenario. There's a ton of exposition while she's riding a cow. <laughs> and I found yeah. out, found out, interesting factoid kids, after by reading the Wikipedia it's supposed to be set in the Australian outback. No shit. I had no idea. Yes. This movie is supposed to be in the Australian outback. The, well, the comic mean. book was okay. in the Australian outback. Interesting. Hence the kangaroos. Ah, the genetically modified uh, kangaroo men. Yes. Okay. The rippers. <laughs> she kind of touches on that in the, in the very intro. She, touch, she talks about the rippers yeah. in the beginning, but we don't know what the rippers are yet. And look, we don't have to do a scene by scene on this thing. For anybody yeah, listening to this podcast, we probably shouldn't. We can just do our highlights. You got notes. Man. I got a little bit of notes. I, I took my notes chronologically. I'll try to skip around. Malcolm McDowell plays the, the, 
the main baddie, though. Yeah, and, and Malcolm McDowell does a great baddie. He's always fun. I loved him in Star Trek Nemesis. Right? Yeah. Although, again, Shatner, my man, you got <laughs> robbed. You got robbed on that death. I'm sorry. He did. He did. But yeah, he's fun, man. It's true. He makes the captain do the, his captain do the John McClane walk along the glass after his, yes. you know? Yes. You're bad boss, man. Don't 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 fail him because he'll make you walk the, the that captain glass. was he supposed to be Johnny Prophet, uh, the guy that modified the kangaroos. I have no idea. I didn't pick up on that because the kangaroos talk about how they were modified by Johnny Prophet. Later on, they find Johnny Prophet's body. But I didn't think he worked for. I didn't think Johnny Prophet worked for Water and Power. I thought Water and Power is just like the. I thought. That what see this is where I got confused because I thought because they were the gen, the genetically modified kangaroos right with iced tea with with iced tea and uh, the the one guy from the one thing <laughs> and the one guy who was uh, Jack Kerouac reincarnated yeah what, that, yeah, yeah I don't did even Jack know. Kerouac play the saxophone really? I, don't I, don't I don't think so I don't, I don't think so but they threw that in there. Oh, you know who else was one of the kangaroos, according to IMDb? Hmm. Doug Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I fucking love yeah. Doug Jones. And it just says, other ripper. Other, yeah, other ripper. <laughs> That's, I mean, that was before Abe Sapien, you know. He was That's just, true. It was way before that. And weird, creepy, other Abe Sapien from that <laughs> Oscar-winning movie that yeah. everybody loved. And I, he's, called, he's called something. I forgot. He's called something that... The guy from uh, Pan's Labyrinth. He's a name. That creature is a name. Oh, really? Are We're we talking just... about Pan's Labyrinth, right? Oh, I was talking about the other one, The Shape of Water. The other Del Toro fish mouse. Oh, yeah. Other Abe Sabian. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I mean, he's he's good. We you know? should have a show about that, but you know, not right just now. Just a whole other show. We're just, talking about Just Tango. about Doug Jones. Just about <laughs> the Doug Jones show. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do all his movies and his Star Trek Discovery. I got to pay for my CBS All Access to see that. I don't know. I just did the one month that. and then I just binged, binged it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hear it's I mean, good. It's really I hear good. great things about it. It's really good. So, um, but anyway, back to back to the sink. So the, the yeah. genetically modified kangaroos, they, yeah. ha- they say that they were supposed to be soldiers. Yes. And I assumed it was soldiers for like a mercenary type soldier for profit created by Water and Power. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. But it was weird because like then the, they were like, we were supposed to be soldiers. Then the war ended. And I was like, well, what war? And I assumed a war over water, but Water and Profit won it. Maybe there was like a script so, out there that had other... So something else I learned from from the Wikipedia page. Yeah, lay it and on I, me. I was assuming this. Lay it on me. So uh, multiple times throughout this movie, it'll just flip over to... Sometimes you'll see like a panel or two of some comics um, in a scene change. Right. And those went fine. Right. Those were like, okay, that makes sense. Sure. Early on in the movie. Actually. Saving some money. Yeah. You know. Later in the movie. Yeah. You see like a massive animated montage. Yes, you there do. There are two or three of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, what the hell is happening? And her tits are like out to here with yeah, like rockets. Yeah, she's, she's wearing a, rock, uh, a torpedo bra. A torpedo bra, yeah. And like, why? And it's showing them modify the tank and modify the jet. And then there's like a traveling montage. And then there's like a this and a that. And I was like, it feels like we should have had a live action yeah. montage here. Well, also... Because she... I don't understand what's actually happening. Right, there's not... <laughs> there's not a clear... 
description of what's going on. Right, so right, I right. read, so the creators of the comic book were disappointed in the movie experience. No they, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they, that really surprises And me. they outright said they forgot to shoot multiple scenes. Oh, wow. That were essential to the storyline. They forgot? Or they just like scrapped it because of the- I think they scrapped it because of the budget or something. I mean, it's had its- The director, Rachel Talalay, is that how you yeah. pronounce her name? So she, her she did a couple version, flash episodes, by the way. Yeah, I saw that. She, yeah. Several, um, she and some uh, legends. Yeah, and um, a couple other like superhero related, Supergirl. Few yeah, episodes, yeah. Supergirl. She, she does. I mean, done she, some episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah, as well. She's beloved in that in that yeah, world. So yeah. So, but it seems like she's done some successful stuff with TV. Right. Um, I didn't see too many movies. I don't know how much this is really her fault or anything. No, I wouldn't blame her either. She blames the studio. She yeah. said the studio kept stepping in and not giving her control of certain things. Right. And, that kind of makes sense. And the writers didn't seem to blame her, but they were just unhappy with the experience. And it also said that the comic <laughs> lost a following afterward because they felt like they lost their cred as like this cult-followed book. Right. But then they didn't gain any new success out of it. Well, I think it's a miracle that this even was made when it was made. The fact that it came out in the year that it came out, when there was nothing else really of this of this nature being made, being developed, you know? And then they, they I mean, you had the Phantom and all the, and Spawn and all the stuff that came out after this. So you had some culty comic book things coming out, that, but that was all after Tanko. I think right. Tanko kind of broke the mold, or at least yeah. got people's lips wet. <laughs> you know what Amazon tried to play for me immediately after this? What was so, that? The Crow. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That came out, I think, a, a year later. No, I think that was 94. I think The no, Crow shit. came out first. Oh, wow. That makes sense. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. And they're like, what else can we capitalize on that's weird and yeah. has a cult following? So I, I feel like maybe that was a, a stepping stone, but there was something about Tanker. I mean... I can see, if I had seen this movie, yeah, as a fourteen-year-old girl, yeah, I would have been much more into it. You think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially like you were talking about the music at the time, yeah. And, um, just some of the, I think, I think that the sexuality in this movie appeals to a preteen sense more than anybody else because it's kind of more tongue-in-cheek sexuality it's not really like there's a scene where i think she's supposed to be kind of in a lookout tower okay the very beginning before their compound gets blown up right she's away she's like supposed to be on watch it seems side note she's doing a horrible job of keeping watch yeah because because instead of watching (laughs) it's like i feel like they were alluding to her masturbating yeah maybe but she was not touching right. herself. There was nothing sexual happening except some sensual music. Right. And she was cutting her stockings and cutting parts of her overalls. Super sexy. Yeah, yeah, of course. In 1995. And you got to cut the tube socks she's wearing on her right. arms too. Right. So she's just like cutting things right. off her body. And it was like, I felt like the director was going for either a metaphor for actual cutting. mm which at the time wasn't really talked about, and with the music playing over it and everything, I think the director was alluding to her masturbating. Kind of makes sense, you know. I mean, she was waiting for her boyfriend to show up. I think the poor boyfriend at the uh, oh, at her see, house. See, I didn't know what she was she doing. She gave him a birthday present, and she, and then he was gonna 
come out right, there. Right. And that's why when the See, W Water okay. Power guy shows up. So she was, that's what was happening. Yeah. I thought she was supposed to be looking out for. Well, I think she was. That's why she's a horrible lookout. I mean, I think that's why when, they, when, when the water and power guys show up and they and they blow up the fucking joint. It's her fault that they blow it up. It's her, right, it's her fault that they kidnap the girl. That's what I have here in my notes. Like, yeah. isn't it her fucking fault it that they all It is her fault. Died? Absolutely. Oh, my God. But that kind of imagery, I mean, I don't, I didn't find it sexy. No. As a grown-ass woman who's comfortable with my own sexuality. Hmm, I'm trying to remember I if I did it if I was tw- when I was 12 or 13, but I was also sitting right next to my mom. So. Right, so it would have been uncomfortable. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. But I think that at that age where, I don't know, maybe 14-year-olds now are a little bit more advanced, but I was starting to understand my sexuality, yeah. but I did not. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, things are happening, Yeah. but they don't make sense. Right. And it's like the images of just like slow, and like the music in the background and like a slow cut across clothing, like slowly right, showing right, skin. Right, right, right. With a little bit of bush in the slowly background, so Gavin Rosdale whispering <laughs> right, in your ear. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so I think that that was kind of, a that might have been like, a, mm, I'm into this. And okay. even not quite understanding why. Right. Like a hint of arousal and not really knowing what exactly it is. But I think I just desperately wanted this to kind of be fun and cool mm-hmm. because I remember seeing the trailers and being like, oh, that's kind of cool. She's in it the tank. Looked really, I remember thinking right. it looked fun and cool. The aesthetic of it all looked really cool. And I also remember a friend of... It did not stay in the theaters long. No, no. And that was the thing. Back in the 90s, mm-hmm. things didn't stay in the theaters long. No, they came and they went. And for some reason, I never got around to... Uh, Picking it out on one of my dollar rentals. Well, that's why I mean I knew this, and that's one of the reasons why I invited you on this club. show to do this one. You know, I don't know why. Yeah. I bet Lauren hasn't seen this. Yeah, I don't know why I never you got know? around to. But uh, watching it now, I I don't get it. Hey, it's got Naomi Watts without an Australian accent. <laughs> hey, the one Australian actress. <laughs> Act. Isn't there a little bit of a? No, a she tinge? just she goes completely American. Really? Yeah. Huh. And she didn't do anything else after this until The Ring, right? Yeah, that's right. I forgot she was in The Ring. She was like the main person. Yeah, she was the main character. Wow. And she did her American accent there, too. I didn't even know the she only was t- Every time forever. I see her, all I think about is, oh, fuck a bees. You know? <laughs> I thought she was great in that. That was a great movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. But yeah, no, she's in here. Who else is in here? I guess that's Ice really... Ice-T. Ice-T. We mentioned that. Mm-hmm. He's just ice teeing it up. Mm-hmm. Malcolm McDowell. Was homosexuality taboo when this came out? Yeah. So it was like super taboo? Yeah. Like Pedro on on, on, on Real World? This was right after Pedro on Real World, okay. I want to say. Because at one point, Tank Girl makes out with Naomi to get one of the thugs off of her back. It's a you know, really minor jail. kiss. Right. It's kind of like a... Girl on girl kissing was always okay. Yeah. But he gets grossed out by it. Like, oh, God. I'm like, what? Look, I don't care who you are. Does he? I mean, I think that's always, that's always, I, I thought, thought that was he an was, eternal. I, I do remember seeing that, but I thought he was more grossed out by Tank Girl. Like, that's probably it. And that was another, that was right after she came out of a dust bath. Yeah, let's talk about the dust bath. Portishead. I head, think that was, suppo- yes. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like the This movie does have a pretty good soundtrack. Yeah. So the dust bath is happening and I was like. Is she supposed, is this supposed to be sexy? Well, I guess when there's a water outage, you got to bathe in dust. Yeah, I get that. Know? I mean, chinchillas bathe in dust. Did yeah, you, did you I know this? I did not know that. Because chinchilla's fur is so dense. If you get them wet, they will mold. No So if you shit. have a pet chinchilla, you have to bathe it in dust. Wow. 
I don't know if it's like talcum powder or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, but she's taking this dust, dust bath and the porter's head is playing and there's a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's oh, touching yourself. And again, it's like... Is this supposed to be sexy? Yeah, there is a little bit. Of, you're right. You know, there's some sexuality here. There's that's like, stuff, and it's like, is this supposed to be sexy? Because it's not. It's not, it's not really. Like there was no. a lot of. So I keep. I'm wearing shorts, and I keep smacking my hand against. Because you're getting leg. fired Sorry, up. There's a lot of thigh clapping happening. Because that's what happens on this show. You get fired up about this shit. Yeah. So it, there was a lot of just confused sexuality, and then I know who else is in this movie that we huh. didn't mention yet. Iggy Pop. Oh, fuck yeah. He does have a little cameo. He plays a pedophile. Yes, when Sam, Sam is a 10-year-old that befriends uh, Rebecca or Tank Girl in the early uh, scenes <laughs> of the movie. She's living with all these other older weirdos for some reason. I don't know, but it's not really clear to define There's who she's related to. There's two kids there, her and a little boy. There's always kids stranded. And even those kids looked like they walked out of the 90s. Yeah. And what almost, was it? And most of them were slaughtered, by the way. Again, so yeah. kids dying, again, because of you, mm-hmm. our titular character. <laughs> But yeah, she gets traded in some weird like. Um, it's a sex club of sorts. So yeah, I guess kind of it a brothel. is. Yeah, it's called the Liquid Silver. Oh, okay, the yeah. The club. My son Great made memory. the joke like, <laughs> he said, "I think they meant Mercury." <laughs> Dead on. <laughs> Dead on. But it's it, it, okay. So I want to talk about this whole Liquid Silver scene. Okay, yeah. All right, so comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So <laughs> I was. I think I was saying something else. It's okay. We'll get there. So, um, one thing that really got to me on this, in this movie, were continuity issues. So, every scene, okay, there's a, there is a scene where her eyes go from normal. Most of the movie, her eyes are her normalized. Lori like Petty. Blue. Lori Petty has very pretty blue Piercing eyes. Piercing blue. Yes. yes. And in, in every movie she's ever been in, you, right. you notice her Absolutely. eyes. Absolutely. stunning. Like Jeff Fahey in the 80s. <laughs> Anybody? Crickets? No? Okay. Nobody? All right. <laughs> Tough crowd out there. Well, there's one scene, and this is right away when they first captured her after the compound blows up. Okay. Malcolm McDowell walks in and looks at her, and like all of a sudden her eyes are an even more bright blue. Right, 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 right. They've done something. Right, right, right. Like, right. Mm. Sonic. Yeah. And that's a little weird. And then he puts her in this pipe. Claustrophobia. Yeah. And as soon as she goes in the pipe, she's one... Like electric blue eye. When she comes out of it, right? And one neon green eye. Yeah. Why? Well, she doesn't have superpowers. No. So maybe. But then the next scene, it's gone. Maybe they just decided, hey, we're going to change the eyes. Eyes are back to normal. Then they scrapped the page in the script where they'd explained that, you know? (laughs) I think that happened. You know? Or they just lost the lenses. Are they like, and they're like, well, we already shot it without the lenses in the first. So we're maybe just gonna... she had like an allergy. I mean, this movie did cost $20 million to make. I don't know about you, but those lenses are expensive. They are expensive, especially at that time. Side note, real quick, not to derail your point. We'll get back okay. to that in a second. Any villain whose sole purpose is to have the, the protagonist join the said antagonist is always, that plot is always going to derail faster than Shia LaBeouf's career. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> anytime you do that, okay? Because really, what is the motive? Like, right. you join me or you die. <laughs> what are you, I'm not going to join you, all right? I'm not, do you have anybody on rant? Do you, anybody I care about kidnapped? Do you, do you, I don't know, are you about to blow up a planet that, that I care? I mean, you're, are you going to kill me? You just want me to join you? I'm not, it's not happening. Right, And then you, right. and then you capture them and you're like, you join me yet? 
are you going to kill me? No, I want you to join me. It's like, <laughs> no, what are we doing here? What are we negotiating? It's never going to work. Yeah. Like, I felt like that the stakes should have been a little bit higher. You know what I'm saying? So in, in the, I did read in the comic book, she was kind of a mercenary of sorts. Really? Yeah. And I don't believe that the water power entity existed in the okay. comic. Okay. From what I gleaned from. I don't mind that. I think that's kind of a cool premise. Yeah, yeah. It but seemed cool. It's just like, you know. What did you think of the putting the now what are the maybe you'll remember this maybe you won't because i know you spent some time overseas as a kid also oh yeah, yeah, yeah. on kid, a houseboat in spain <laughs> oh, i'm just kidding <laughs> maybe they had these on the military bases in okay Germany. Yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. know the uh, <laughs> those expandable containers which we see when he shoves the device into the back mm. and it fills up with the water and the container expands like accordion style okay yeah yeah yeah. to get people's water yeah to get the water to suck out the of, water out of, out the, of blood, the yeah right, right, right which there'd be a, way more water and a little bit of chunk yeah there'd, there'd be have some to be some chunk but at like, least you know, more water would have right. been more believable and it would wouldn't be clear no it'd be a little murky kind of kind of brownish yeah there'd have to be some yeah. distillery yeah. Dis- distillation well process. they feel I'm like they were saying that it was distilled afterward right but still right like, I mean, yeah, and, we, sure. and we could suspend our disbelief, you know. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that container. Yeah. They sold those like at the dollar store. Oh, I don't know. There was like a, an infomercial on at like 12 a.m. selling those things. And I can't remember what they were called. I don't remember that. But oh man, if I could find it and show you one of those commercials. Man, I don't remember that at all. That was, Did it have the thing that like pull stuff out of it too? No. Or, no? Okay. <laughs> no. It, Not it, that it would be used for the same thing. No, but, you, you couldn't. Know. You couldn't kill somebody with it by <laughs> sticking it in their back and sucking out the water from their body no but it had um a lid like a jar lid yeah, yeah yeah and they sold it as like you can put cereal in it and and push it down as it okay. empties or you know it goes downstairs <laughs> you know? okay but it was a gr- but i remember it being one of those infomercials and uh my father found it in the dollar store or something and bought a few of them and he had some friends come over the house from work and they saw them and laughed. They thought that he had actually ordered them from TV. And he was like, I didn't. And they just kept laughing at wow. him. My poor dad. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny to think about that moment because my dad was like my age, the age I am now. Yeah. When that yeah. And I isn't, that a, that isn't that kind of a weird happening thing? Happening with me and my friends. Yeah. yeah. I'm already like that dad now that people are going to laugh at because I'm just so far behind because I just discovered Nicki Minaj the other day. Like I didn't understand. I was like, that Chung Lee song, that's a hit. You know? And my wife was like, what You're are you talking about? calling Nicki Minaj Chung Lee? No, that, well, her song was Chung Lee. Oh, oh, see, no. I didn't know that, so never mind. No, that would be I hilarious. I was just really confused. Yeah, Chung Lee, doesn't she do that song with Ryu and Ken and the rest of the gang? Like, no, no, that's... <laughs> No, but like I didn't know. Then I talked mm-hmm. about another podcast, and and uh, I forgot who I was talking about it to. And they were just like, "Yeah, you don't. You should know, but you should know." You should that. probably yeah. know Nicki Minaj. You know, I didn't know that song. I didn't know who Cardi B was. I didn't know any of this shit. Well, I just learned about Cardi B like a month or two ago. Yeah, I couldn't name any of her songs. Yeah, neither could I. But I didn't know she exists. I also don't listen to the radio though. I don't have cable. See, I'm like a soccer mom, so oh, okay. I just leave the radio on in the car. That's what I do. How does that work exactly? Did you try to like get your son into music subtly? Like yeah, some of the stuff that you listen to? Yeah, a little bit. Um, and some of it he like loves immediately. Uh, Weezer still works for okay. awkward teenagers. Okay. Um, Tool is 
forever impressive. It's still, you know, it's, yeah. it, is, it is pretty timeless, isn't um, it? Yeah. But some of it, it's, he's like, mom, no, what is this? And, yeah. You know, so um, it's, it's interesting. And uh, I try to have him share the stuff he listens to with me, but some of it I can't deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it like all rap or is it rock no, or is it um, like metal or? It's weird. He isn't into this as much, but he has friends that are really into it. The closest description I can give to it is like music you'd hear in the background of an anime cartoon. Holy shit. Yeah. That already sounds like it's, uh so it's got some, some palpitations going on with it. It's like, like electronica and oh. like a cartoon is singing electronica. Wow. Singing over. Like, I don't know what that is. I'm kind of scared. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not, um, it's just odd. Some stuff he gets me into, he was into this band called uh, Ninja Sex Party, which huh. is like a parody band. Okay. So um, almost like Jack Blackish, but sings okay. more about sex and um, kind of with like that, uh, like an 80s glam rock feel to it. Oh, okay. Like, that's some not 80s glam rock exactly but um that that band had some good songs i could get down to but and laugh at at the same time wow so i'm always curious because i'm like i'm trying to like you know my son is so young right now he's 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 like you know 16 months you know i'm saying he's only gonna be like two years in like february so Mm -hmm. so that's a huge deal for me and i'm like you know well how do i subtly drop these little you know, these little breadcrumbs, you know, he'll start, so, you I know. mean, just leave on music in the house and you'll yeah. notice what he likes. He's hmm. going to, he's going to pick. I mean, he fell asleep to Pearl Jam when he was just a yeah. baby boy. So in he'll my keep arms. liking Pearl Jam. You know, you know, I had a lot of alternative rock around the house, um, playing when Chris was little. Um, and he would like a lot of it. He liked the killers a lot. Oh, okay. A toddler. Okay. Love okay. the killers. Yeah. And uh, that was really cute, a two-year-old trying to sing along to the killers. <laughs> um, yeah, so he'll he'll pick up on it. He'll Did he like this movie? No, and because I turned it off last night and then woke up early this morning mm. and finished it, he didn't get to see it. And he oh, was he like, didn't get to see the grand he's like, finale. He's like, I can't believe you stopped watching it without me. And he's like, what happened? And I was like, you know, it's really hard to explain. He was curious, so he was into it. He was curious. And I told him, I was like, you can go back on the Amazon and watch it today. Okay. The Amazon. The Amazons. <laughs> well, you told me like you would already watched like some Star Wars stuff with him. He's into that. Yes. So he's, like he's very much into Star Wars. He's pretty much into Star Trek too, but on a less limited basis. Like me, I could binge watch the next generation from start to finish. And, you know, he gets bored with that. Oh, I know. He been... likes the next generation. Yeah, 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 he just yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. want to watch it all the time. Right. He's like, come on, this is too much. Like Yeah, they, I don't think that they their generation binges the way we do because we don't because we don't understand it yeah and like i feel like tech with technology and like social media like they're not well one thing they're like about they just know what to do so TV without us now, we're at it because they've grown up with the dvr and yeah, yeah, yeah. and netflix and everything else everything has continuity yeah you know there's never a filler episode of a tv show right because you don't have to get to you know, 24 episodes to complete your season. Right, 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 right. So you go back and watch The Next Generation and there are, like first season, there doesn't need to be anything continuous. Everything has to be standalone. Yeah. When you get into like third season of The Next Generation, they start having some continuity between it. Like as far as overarching storyline goes. Right. 
But there's still half the episodes just mean nothing to the central plot line of the show. Because they were just filler. They were just just filler. And some of them are good stories, good standalone stories, but you don't need it. Interesting. And he found that frustrating. Yeah. And that's why he was like, why are we watching? Because there was a time and I was like, we're going to watch a new episode every night. Because there was a time when you couldn't watch it all at once. Right. So he was like, just very confused. Like, why? Right. Why do we want to watch this every night? This doesn't make sense. And also something that... The next generation always did, especially in those older, uh, earlier seasons. Oh, yeah. Was an A line and a B line, an A plot and a B plot. Sure, sure, sure. Like you had the main plot. Like the main plot was like Picard's got to talk to these aliens and convince them not to blow up that planet. And the B plot is Data wants to do stand-up comedy. Yeah, right, right. And he was like, why? Why are they doing this? We don't care about Beverly Crusher. And it was because when... You had to have 24 episodes. Right. You had to have that filler. You know, hey, we're not going to have a 42-minute episode unless we have something else going on. Hey, let's make it light and funny. Speaking of light and funny, what do you think was the motivation behind inserting a dance number into the movie that... Holy shit, I have (laughs) no idea. Obviously, it's already manic enough, as you said, which I think is a great apt description for it i couldn't have thought of a better yeah. word to describe this movie the, the, okay so we, we we're just throw that the, in there we're back to the sex club the pedophile. Okay? we're we, back to liquid silver <laughs> okay we've made, come full circle Damn. See, I'm, I'm an expert at segways are, you, are mm-hmm. we gonna throw this uh, is this whole thing gonna be in the episode are we gonna have two hours of us rambling i mean, about I mean we're at 40 minutes star now. trek and you know, and food and i can take it out if you want but I, I usually like you to leave, leave it, all, it in. all in i like to leave it all in as long as we're not losing the listeners I no mean, that's on you as long as you're not dying in here because it's it's like 80 it is a bit, it's sweltering. Yeah. But I'll no, get, it's good. I'll I'm get a fine. fan. No, 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 no. Get, getting a fan will create too much noise. We don't want to disrupt okay. the integrity of the audio. Right, of course. This is of as course. it needs to no. be. So, um, uh, okay. So we're after, the Iggy, sex, pop, after yeah. the Iggy Pop. After the Iggy Pop. After Iggy Pop gets kicked in the balls or whatever the right. hell happens, with the, which was so strange. Right. Like, that's um, the cameo? That's your cameo? And you were okay <laughs> with that cameo? But, um, and it's like they were trying to... Make it light. They were trying to make it light. Yeah, that's exactly like you're talking about. Somebody walks into a whorehouse right. and asks for a, a child. Yeah, um, we were just seen kidding, this, guys. We've seen this plot line happen in more current shows. Right. It was in Deadwood. Right. Um, I don't know if you ever watched Deadwood. Oh, I fucking love Deadwood. We've seen it in Deadwood. We saw it in Game of Thrones. Yeah. In both of those, and even those two things that were supposed to be you know practically an ancient representation of pedophilia but sure. showing that like this evil thing existed back then and people didn't know what sure. to do with it even then like what right. you know and showing how things got passed down this was it like you said it was just a joke yeah like and they had to immediately almost like the, oh we're, we're just kidding guys we're not we're not really gonna have we're it really but it shows a grown-ass man with a 10 year old girl and they dress her up like more of a little girl right or less of a little girl? I'm not even sure Which, what was going on because they had a 10-year-old yeah. or 11-year-old, whatever yeah. she was, and they put her in a schoolgirl outfit and drew freckles on her face. Right. Like, what? If you're going to get gritty, get gritty. If you're going to be light and fun, be light and fun. It's hard, right. for you to, it's hard for you to do both. Yeah. I'm not saying that we want you to pursue this no, pedophilia no, no. region at all. No, but it but. shows him like trying to lead her away like, yeah, you're mine now, girl. Right, right, right. And then she like yells at him. She kicks him in the balls or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And says, that's what you get for being a pervert. But it's like... Amen. It's a good PSA for all the kids listening, you know? Yeah, kick a pervert in the balls. Right, that's Absolutely. what you gotta do. <laughs> 
My son knew that. He used to say, right. it. he's like, if anybody tries to grab me, I'm going to kick him in the balls. Kick him in the prevert. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, sure. Uh, he learned it from something. I was like, that's a good way that's to good, start. Good sure. self-defense. Good way to start. <laughs> Here's another thing that's kind of light and funny, but in watching it in these times, you know, in the, in the hashtag me two days, kangaroos. Kind of rapey. The kinda. kangaroos are pretty rapey, <laughs> but also there's a scene early on with uh, Naomi Watts character, oh, Jet Girl. She plays Jet Girl. Oh, sorry. And the bad guy that looks like a cross between like like John Travolta and Kevin Bacon somehow had a oh, baby. Oh, sick Paul. That, You're that so bad right. Guy. That guy. He's been in stuff, but we don't. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know who he is. But um, so he is threatening Jet Girl with rape. Right. Like he keeps like approaching her like, oh, you're going to be mine gonna, one yeah, day. Gonna it's it. going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, like doing a, hey, you don't get this done by tomorrow. I'm going to, you know, yeah, 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 see yeah. if that maybe if you want to stop and have a break with me. <laughs> and it's watching it now, like you said, yeah. the hashtag, the days of hashtag me too. It's not just he's coming on to her right. or, or, or anything. It's he's threatening her with rape. Right. Like, hey, I'm, you know. And that's done very tongue in cheek, also. It is. And there's even some parts I thought with Lori Petty or Tank Girl, uh, you know, trying to dissuade the captors from taking them hostage or, you know, whatever they're trying to do to get out of a situation. The sexuality is used so, um, it's just so strange. Yeah. And one of the things about Tank Girl as a character that people have kind of gravitated toward is her like positive sex attitude sure but it didn't feel positive now no it almost seems like in the beginning especially she tries to use her body as like a way of kind of getting out of a sticky situation right. which hey right. you got to do what you got to do right. sleeping with the enemy julia roberts sure that's not bad what e- she did in bad sleeping example with the enemy bad example <laughs> that's not what sleeping with the enemy with the most about <laughs> but 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 you know you got to do what you got to do right to get out of a bad situation right no one's faulting you there no absolutely not but when it's kind of more uh, uh, baseless and there's not much of a fight in it, you're kind of like, well, what's the motivation here? Is it right. just, is it just, are you just putting it out there for shock value? Right. And if that's the case, stick with that. But then you're like, hey, here's a song and dance number. Which is why I said, like, there's no boobs in this movie. There's no, no there's a man's butt, right? We see right. the, we see the boyfriend's butt in the right. beginning. But like, that's it. Even in the, even in the whorehouse, mm-hmm. there's not like a random, there, there are pasties. Lots of side. But yeah, lots of side boob. Lots yeah. of, you know, but there's no nipples. No. no. And it's almost like they're, I don't know why they didn't put that, why they didn't cross that line. Probably going back to your point about the studio just walking all over this and yeah. being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you can't have this the, and this. Well, with the use of the word fuck. Right. I think at the time, did it automatically make it rated R or was it still able to be PG-13? I thought you could have at least two. Okay. Anything more than one. You can have a few of them. So maybe they wanted to keep it PG-13. Right. Maybe that's what it is. So they can make the action figures, which they did. Mm-hmm. You know, how did those go over? I don't remember. I never had any. I and I held, I, I held on to that for a long time, easily into my fifteen and sixteen mm-hmm. and seventeen years. But the Rippers, they were kind of rapey, and they're supposed they to be were good very guys. Rapey. Yeah, I mean, you expect the bad guys to be kind of rapey. There's a scene where Tank Girl sends a picture of her underwear to the Rippers. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I just know she like. And they that's like really weird. Trying to get her to take off her clothes or something like that. It's like, whoa, 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 which one? Ice-T was the only one who was true to his heart. Like, let's just kill her. Right, like, right. That kind of makes yeah. sense. I understand him. You right. know what I mean? 
And they're, well, they send them to go. And I didn't understand why she took the picture of her. I missed it. I was busy taking notes and trying to make sense of everything. I didn't happening. even, I don't even remember that happening. So I missed it, that completely. It's when, so, um, first, Tank Girl almost rescues Sam at the whorehouse. Right. Sam gets kidnapped again. Because she does the dance number. Right, because of the dance number. Because now she she forced the madam to do the dance number in front of everybody. And the whole club is distracted. You slip right the hell out right then. Right, right. Oh, this is what I wanted to keep saying and I keep forgetting. Oh my gosh. Tank Girl disguises herself as one of the prostitutes in this sex club. Oh, are they prostitutes? Are they yeah. captives? What are they? Sure. They're like uh, dancers of the night. Sure. <laughs> she disguises herself <laughs> as an employee of the yeah. sex club. Yeah. And in doing so, looks nothing like anybody working there. No, of course not. No, because no, she wants to play with the She's outfits. in her combat boots. She's her own woman. Right. But there is a scene where she's just dressing up and changing. It's like a Mariah Carey costume change uh, full on. Right. Yeah. And she comes out of that scene with about 12 piercings around her whole earlobe. Because that's 90s. That's what you do in the 90s. Right. But there was a piercing gun in that room, like telling the models you can pick out right, whatever right, clothes, right, right, right. you can use this piercing gun. She's got 12 earrings all the yeah, way yeah. here. Okay, fine. And she's got blood all over her neck from it, which she would randomly right, have right. weird Maybe some, cuts yeah. and sure. cuts and blood smeared around her face in random scenes, and right. then the next scene it'd be gone. Right, like she had a scar on her forehead for like the first half an hour of the movie, and then it was gone. I noticed that too. Yeah, right after they leave the club because Sam gets kidnapped again, they go back to the kangaroos. Then they're like, "We're gonna help you get her from right, the bad right. guys now for real." <laughs> no more pierced ears. None. You got to take them out. Yeah. But they closed up right away. Well, I mean. And again, again and the outfit disappeared. We can suspend our disbelief you know, a little bit here. And we got talking kangaroos in the mix, you know. This is when, I forget if it was right before this or right after this, where the, it was right after this, the kangaroos sent Jet Girl and Tank Girl to steal all the ammunition from Ah, and they the had to do guys. it, and they had to fool these guys right. by it, making them think they were sh- photographers doing a a calendar shoot. Right. And in that scene, when they're like they're up on a hill taking pictures of the of the guns below, right, things like right, that. Right. For some reason, she sends the kangaroos a picture of her underwear. That's when it happened. And she just escaped from prison. She's got these smiley face underwear. Who who didn't have a pair of those? And they're clean. Yeah. And she's been living in a desert for 11 years well, without rain. She took a lot of dust baths. She had a costume change every scene. Yeah, she did. That's her superpower, I think. And her makeup. Her makeup changed. <laughs> and was always on her face. It's so bad. Why? Yeah. I mean, like I had no problem with the looks of anybody else in the movie. Like, I mean, I thought the look that they went for with Naomi Watts. I know she was supposed to be a little more timid. Right, the mousy. A bit mousy. Right. Um, but I mean, she looked pro- appropriate. Like right. that's what somebody, and even with Tank Girl, if you wanted to have constant makeup on her face, that's fine, but keep it the same in every yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do like, uh, you know, false eyelashes and, and bright red lips in one yeah. scene. Oh and then God. like the, you know, it just didn't make any sense. It's not supposed to make sense, I guess. It's a movie. But I just couldn't follow it. I was like, but wait, but when did that happen? Watching it again, and did I hadn't seen it. Happened. Did this happen? I hadn't Good. seen this since it came out in theaters. So it's been, it, it had been a long time. Yeah. You know? And I think I'd seen it like up on for rent and here in various platforms, but I was like, 
Now I'm going to save it for the podcast. And, I, and I've been talking <laughs> about doing this for the podcast for a long time. Because it's kind of a gem in the back mm-hmm. of my mind. So I was like, why the fuck not, you know? But watching it again, I was like, wow, this is, like you said, it's really hard to follow. But the motivations behind a lot of things are just kind of like left out in the air. Like, she, like her name's Tank Girl. She's not in a tank for almost half the goddamn movie. Right. Well, that's she's why they that just damn, call her Rebecca. Right. I mean, she's on that cow longer than she's in the tank. And then she can't even figure out how to drive it. You know? And then there's a montage that shows her how to, a cartoon montage that shows her how to get it to work. Right. Oh, there we go. And not only does that, is that how they get the engine running, but that's also when they get these colorful streamers and paints right. to decorate right. it with. <laughs> like flowers or something. Yeah. I don't know what the, Because she's going to look 90s. <laughs> I don't know why I got to keep doing the voice. For <laughs> yeah, they just want to push the '90s down your throat in this movie, so that no matter what you're watching, like years later, you can bury this movie and then excavate it and be like, "Oh, this was what the '90s was about," and this it'll be wrapped in a flannel, you know? Yeah. With melancholy and the infinite sadness next to it, <laughs> and then you'll be like, "I got it. I get the '90s now. I totally get it." <laughs> and that's it. Mm-hmm. How did this movie end? I don't remember how it ended. It ends with um, Malcolm McDowell doesn't have a head. His head gets they, surgically removed by the guy. Speaking of Mortal Kombat, the guy who played uh, oh, what's his name? Shao Min, oh, Shao Lin. I don't think that was him. Yes, it was. It was the same guy from Big Trouble in Little China. It was definitely that guy. Oh, I thought that was the same guy in Mortal Kombat. No, oh, but it was a guy from Big Trouble. In Little Absolutely, China. nice knife, Mister Burton. <laughs> All I came here was my truck. Where the hell's my truck? I fucking love Big Trouble in Little Man, China. Man, if Kurt Russell could have been in this movie, I think I could have followed it a little bit better. Oh my god, if Kurt Russell's in any movie, because let me tell you something, I fucking, I fucking, <laughs> I fucking love Kurt Russell. Okay, let me tell you. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's he could be in anything. Okay, put him in for like 30 seconds. Kurt Russell's fantastic. He's amazing. He really is. And he could have played any number of character. He could have been a ripper. I don't care. He really could have been. But you know? he shouldn't have been. No. They no, got to have need, his face. We need to, to see his that. face. How about just the Kurt Russell head, kangaroo body, ripper body, That's, that Kurt Russell works. head. Yeah. I'm in. He still could have been crossed with the DNA. Or with just the, 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 the wife beater. Yo, you can't say wife beater anymore, can you? Can I heard you, say you talk about that on your podcast. Can you say it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you can. I don't think you're supposed to say no, it anymore. No. Yeah. So just undershirt. Yeah. Yeah. A tank top. Tank top. There, that's what it was called for years before somebody called it that. <laughs> Jesus. His head is surgically removed by Pai Ming. Yes, that was the name. And yeah, he has a hologram head now. Yeah, but they didn't really explain that. So why remove the head? They, like at first I thought, I saw them, they were going to remove the head. Because I guess he wasn't going to live. The Rippers had fucked him up in, in an ambush. It, yeah, well, they fucked him up. He was missing an arm. Right. The doctor tells him he's not going to be able to see. Right, 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 right. So then Lao Ming goes to cut off his head and I'm like, they're going to do like a brain transplant or something. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. Yeah. Um. But then... Oh, and before they come after us with the pitchforks and torches, I just remembered it's Lopan. It's not Pai Ming. So, Lopan, you're Lopan, right. Yeah, yeah. Who's Pai Ming? <sighs> Somebody. Probably an emperor. <laughs> Probably a real guy. <laughs> Whoops. It's the heat, kids. You're, <laughs> your movie characters are not my uh, cultural appropriation. Whatever. Racist. <laughs> so racist. Sorry. But anyway, what they did to that girl for her prom dress. I don't know what they're going to do to us. I don't know. 
<laughs> they're coming. <laughs> here they come. Yeah, but they don't explain it. Like you said, they're just, hey, here you go. Hologram head. Boom. Tank girl can't even land a punch. Right. But they kept the same body because they he did. had to get a robotic arm. Because you got to have a robot arm. And that robot arm was shit. It was pretty shit. If you're going to have a robot arm. At least do like a Winter Soldier motherfucker. Right. You know? This robot arm just had like a few rotating gears yeah, 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 along yeah. the back of the wrist. No bueno. That's not enough to destroy anybody. I mean, like, it needed, It should have been like an Inspector Gadget. And I get it. You can't do a Winter Soldier hand. thing in the 90s, but at least give us like a... Uh, a variation of that you know that you know i will say this wrap it in tinfoil especially you know? for the well especially for the 90s right the hologram head was pretty well done it was it was pretty good hey when she went to punch it it looked like oh he's got a hologram head okay costume design overall was pretty fantastic the rippers looked pretty good yeah you know yeah i mean they you know i think the henson corporation was involved in some capacity probably i just like yeah. to believe they are did you have a favorite scene before we rate this thing because we all know the tank girl wins the day. She, you know, defeats him. I forgot how she defeated him with the, wa- with the water, the water thing, thing. The in water there. thing. Oh, this the 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 accordion water yeah. succulent thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then she saves the little girl. Right. And uh, then it ends in a cartoon. It montage. ends in a cartoon. That's right. They go over a waterfall, and she's hooking up with the kangaroo guy. Yeah. She got over her boyfriend. Which there was a there was another montage alluding to her hooking up with the kangaroo guy too. Again, she gets over her boyfriend really fast. Yeah. Well, she found some kangaroo dick. <laughs> I mean. Hey. You know? I don't know. The, going back to the whole kangaroo thing, yeah, the kangaroos are pretty rapey. One of the kangaroos immediately wanted to hump them. And immediately. He was like, no, no. Did you catch that in the scene where the kangaroos are talking about how they were all reincarnations? I did of, not catch that. So the one saxophone playing kangaroo, he was a reincarnated Jack Kerouac. Oh, I thought that was just a clever, witty, you know, euphemism kind of thing that you were throwing out there with no, like a, you know. no they actually said it and then one of them said i was a manager of a hardware store yeah but i like thought that. he was just like he was that before the before he got experimented with or something they said they were reincarnated oh shit see I, where the hell was i during this movie and i didn't catch any of that they say to ice t's character dd or something like yeah, that. yeah 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 D-T, i don't know I was said, a what rapper. about you? He said he was a cop. Oh, that I'm kind a of cop. Oh, cop and killer. Lori Petty's yeah. like, I'm not surprised. Um, but yeah, cop killer was yeah. the first thing I thought. But I was wondering, was New Jack City after this? Because he was a cop in New Jack City, wasn't he? Am I making that up? No, I don't. I don't think he would be. I would never yeah. question your. <laughs> and is that a Wesley Snipes movie? 1991 American action gangster film based on original story by Thomas Lee Wright, directed by Mari Van Peebles. Okay. Film stars Wesley Snipes. Man, my man. Ice T, Alan Payne, Chris Rock, Still Arnie Van Peebles, and Judd Nelson. Gotta have your token. Token white guy. Yep. Yeah. And so New Jack Peebles. City came out in 91. So hmm. that would have been Ice T's first time playing cop. Okay. Um, Before Law and Order and all that. Before, yeah, because my first thing was like, oh, wow, I wonder if this like totally foreshadowed yeah, yeah, SVU. Yeah. No, he just uh, likes playing cops. <laughs> it doesn't care too highly for him in real life. Right, right. Well, I'm sure he's changed his mind now. Yeah, he's older now. He's weathered well. He's doing he's doing lemonade commercials, you know, <laughs> or whatever the fuck. That's that. a Geico commercial. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I think it was a Geico commercial. It might as well have been. So you don't have a favorite scene. I, mm. I, don't, I don't think I have a favorite scene either, and that's a rare thing. Usually I have at least one favorite scene. 
it was hard. It was just really hard to get through this movie for me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, and I was trying to do it seriously. I was like, I'm going to take notes. I'm going to do research. I'm going to, you know. I did the same thing you did in terms of watching half of it one day and the next, the next. I got day. notes in here about there being incest jokes. Oh wow! I don't even. In addition, like like she makes a joke with with Jet Girl about something about like yeah, what do you say when when you don't want to have sex, Daddy? This is wrong. Yeah. Like oh, shock the first value. Time, like the, yeah, it, I think there was yeah. a lot of that, and it probably made more sense in the comic book. It would make more sense in comic book if that's just just kind of who she is, just like a yeah. spooky kind of crazy, almost like a Harley Quinn before there was Harley Quinn. But even the Harley yes. Quinn that was created, I was thinking about that wasn't because, right because now I don't read comics either. Okay. But I've heard about what Harley Quinn is in the books now. Well, yeah, well, in the in the, in the, in the cartoon, she was like, kind of wholesome in a way. She okay. was crazy, but she was a little bit more wholesome. Now like she's she talks off, to like squirrels and, right. and stuff like that. Okay. Now she's off the reservation yeah. completely. Oh, there's a scene where she offers to give somebody an oil change. Hmm. And he I remember that pulls his dick out. Yep, because that's that was alluding so, to the scene you were talking about earlier, yeah. where she tried to use her body to get out of a situation. And right, and it's just like all of it. He said, "If I feel teeth, you feel lead." Right, it's right. Like, oh, yes, that. Okay, that that famous line. And all of it, but it's also like a, just a lot of like there were things that should have been innuendo that didn't make sense. Right. How about an oil change? What What does that mean? Well, because we all like, know, you know. <laughs> I remember that, you know, I'll give you a little history on that phrase. I remember that phrase from the Outsiders movie, the adaptation of that wonderful work of fiction. Uh, the author, I see Hinton. Yeah, and there you go. Uh, and Emilio and Estevez. movie starring so many people. So many of the greats. You know, mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez. Uh, uh, actually, I don't know if Charlie Sheen was there. Not Charlie Sheen, Rob Lowe. But Tom Cruise before the nose job. Before the nose got broken, I should say. Um, um, Matt Dillon. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Who I fucking love Patrick Swayze. C. Thomas Howell as Pony Boy. But Estevez is the one who utters the line, well, maybe she'll give me an oil change because I think he's a soch. Ah. He's a soch in the movie. No, no, no. Estevez was a... Uh, he's a greaser? A greaser. He oh, was he's a funny mechanic. one. He's a, yeah. He is he like working one. on something? I think so. I think he's saying that to a soch in the movie. Oh, a soch's yeah. girlfriend. So there you go. The Socha's girlfriend, Cherry, played by Diane Lane. Beautiful Diane Lane. A young and beautiful oh Diane. I mean, she's still beautiful. I mean, she's still fantastic. Let's, yes. not, let's not take it yeah. away from no, her. No, no, absolutely But not. I'm saying back in the day, I mean, ooh. <laughs> Man, that redhead. Mm. And, uh, oh, you know who we didn't mention? How did I forget this kid's name? The Karate Kid is in that movie. Oh, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Yeah, Thank you. you. How did I forget that? It's okay. We got nothing, kids. No favorite <sighs> no scenes. Favorite scenes. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe one of the kids. The thing that keeps coming back in my mind right You're now. You're haunted right now, aren't you? Well, the, the one kangaroo that ends up like because in the end it seems like Tank Girl is with uh, one of the kangaroos. Jet Girl is with another kangaroo. Right. And there's a scene where that kangaroo starts humping Jet Girl and humping her like. Yeah. Like how a dog would hump somebody's yeah. leg. Right. And she looks really uncomfortable and everybody else is just laughing. It's not good. No. That's the kind of thing that comes out 10, 15 years later. And they're saying, listen, this kangaroo Everybody me. witnessed it and right. nobody stopped nobody it. Nobody said anything. And evil thrives when good people do nothing, you know? And then everyone involved with that project has lost all of their credibility. Right. Although, directed and by... And things a- get pulled off of Netflix right. and... <laughs> And you feel ashamed to have the DVD uh, in your house. I know. And, man. 
man. But you're like, he's still funny, guys. I think he's still funny, right, guys? Anybody? And you can't even watch, you know, that show that he produced that he didn't even act in anymore. Right, you know? That was kind of funny. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Only time can mitigate all of these things, right? Are we allowed to watch The Usual Suspects yet? Like, that's, that's the I one. Think, I think... That's the one. I don't... I could give up American Beauty. That's fine. Right. No, but Usual Suspects... Because let's admit it, that right. kind of perpetuates the problem. Right. But... And <laughs> American Beauty was never one of those for me that was like, hey, everybody, let's all crowd around the house and when watch I this again. When first came out, I loved it. Sure. But I had a different perception of a 50-year-old man wanting to fuck a 17-year-old girl. Right. When I was... 17 myself sure <laughs> i sure. don't know why sure. i shouldn't have right right, right but right. <laughs> it's funny how time just kind of yeah puts that on you and then you realize oh what the fuck were they thinking yeah but then actually you know he's still a brilliant actor in the yeah. sense of like you look at his past performances like okay well he's still he's still really good at what he did oh, on yeah. film you know what i'm saying i don't think that should take away necessarily like from the craft you know what i'm saying just like i mean look hey <laughs> That Bill Cosby record is a funny record. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's a funny record. The whole sh- and his whole show was fantastic. You know, I can't. But, but he's I a horrible feel man. weird watching anything with him now. It's like you I know? can't. Yeah, no, I know. This. Oh, but his record was amazing. Right. Yeah. So maybe Rachel, she just needed some years before she jumped on the CW train. She's like, look, this wasn't my fault. This thing was a train wreck. They wanted, you know. They wanted me to do, insert this incest joke or insert insert this uh, you know penis joke you know. But if it had been done, oh yeah, and that was the yeah, that, that was the penis joke. She offers to give the guy a blowjob. We think because she says oil change. Yeah. And then he unzips, and she says, "I'm gonna need a microscope and some binoculars." And then he punches is, her in the face, which is so sassy, you know. See, that's the problem. It's like. <laughs> Come on, you couldn't think of something better. You couldn't think yeah. of better. Like I something just felt like you wanted a little bit more. Um, I needed wit. more sat. Yeah, okay. I needed okay. more wit and originality. She was more like a. She was. You know, we talk about the age thing. She was, even though she was a grown woman in the movie, she kind of acted more like, like a fifteen-year-old girl or fourteen-year-old girl sometimes. You well, know what I'm saying? And you know what? And this could make sense. Just running for... her mouth off and just being sassy, but not backing right. it up with anything. You know. Right. Right. And this could make sense for that world because if your, you know, Earth gets struck by a comet, it doesn't rain. Your parents probably died pretty early. That's that's a good point. Maybe she's been on her own since she was thirteen, and that kind of thing stunts your growth. You don't have anybody to teach you, right? But she yeah. should still be a little bit more hardened than she was, you know. Yes. You know, a little bit more badassery. Yeah. Because we didn't see her actually like. I think if they remade this movie now, and released it today, I think it could do really well. I think, and, um, and actually from what I read of the the book, it could probably do well as some kind of a series. Yeah, like a, like a, like a live action series? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Serialize it. It's because um, like Tank Girl's adventures are... More episodic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. kind of want to check the comic out now. I've never checked it. I've never checked yeah. it. I know the guy does the, uh, the illustrator, he, he does those gorilla... The stuff of gorillas, like oh videos. really, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind of more of his more contemporary stuff now. Okay. So he does all their animation for the videos and stuff like that, and their album artwork. So, mm-hmm. but he drew all the stuff in the movie too. Yeah. James Hewlett. There were I two of them. Uh, no, name? I don't have them in my. Which notes. is also I Logan's real name, too. but I don't know. If there's any correlation with oh, that? Oh really? Yeah. 
kind of a retconned thing they did, which mm. Logan will always be Logan to me. I don't give a fuck what they do. Right, right, right. But if if, if you're ready to rate this, we could we could try to rate this thing. Unless you had some more um, poignant uh, topics. I, th- I mean, I don't think anything else I'm going to say is that poignant. I'm never one to tread on anybody's uh, notes here, you know. Jamie Hewlett. Okay, um, Jamie Hewlett. Okay, there's an IE there. All right. Yeah, and uh, created by Jamie Hewlett, Hewlett and Alan uh, Martin. Alan Martin, okay. Yeah. British, and I think. Australian. Australian. He said that. Yeah. The 90s. Oh, one thing that pissed me off. Mm-hmm. The soldiers are in there killing everybody in the compound. Why don't they suck any of the water out of their bodies? And that cow, oh. they just shoot that damn cow in the face. Cow is the coolest that character in the world. Big ass cow. You yeah. get several little accordion yeah, 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 toppers yeah, yeah. of water with that beast. That's a really good point. Yeah. They were murderers. I mean, they murdered those people. Yeah. You know? At least murder them for their water. And, do something. And she never took a pause. You know, she never took a pause. It's all her fault. You know, I mean, they did do a little bit of PTSD flashback when she's in the pipe, but that's about it. But, um, you know, maybe when everybody that you know has always been gone, you just kind of have to live your life like that. Well, that would have been a great one line to kind of give some of the uh, the backing for a character. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, man, why, why is she already over this so fast? <laughs> well, you know, when you've seen one fall, you've seen them all. <laughs> you know, something, I don't know, something. <laughs> We have six beautiful ratings on the show mm-hmm. for the folks that know. For the folks that don't know, we'll list them off anyway. Uh, when we rate our movies, we all we like to do flavors of positivity. You know, there's too many podcasts out there that just like to derail and and dis and dissect. You know, and it takes years to erect a monument. It takes seconds to knock it down. So we're not here to do that, even though we could do it in, you know, less than 12.5 parsecs. But <laughs> we have call it a work good, movie theater good, buy it on Blu-ray good, catch it on cable could, and uh, could. Good. Uh, stick with the flu, good. And solitary confinement, good. So, Lauren. I have to go with homesick with the flu, good. Stick with the flu, good. Stick with the flu, good. I couldn't because, agree more. Because, it, it, I mean, it's ridiculous. I am not going to tell anybody that they have right. to watch this thing. Right. Like, oh, DVR that one for sure. Yeah. No. But you need to experience it. Like, it is an like you were saying, like, Wrap it up in a flannel next to the <laughs> melancholy and the infinite sadness, and that's the '90s, folks. Right? Yeah. No, I like it's it. It's a very yeah. It's um. I don't know that I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> no, no. I and agree. To really make fun of it, like really go through it and riff tracks it. You know. I like Sick with the Flu good, and I agree, and that's that's my rating as well. Because mm-hmm. I think honestly, you could watch this. If this comes on cable and you're just sitting around the house, you're probably gonna flip right past it. But if you're sick with the flu and you're lethargic and that remote's just a couple feet away and you're like, I can't do it. <laughs> and it comes on and the delirium kind of sits in with those flu-induced dreams where you're kind of in work. and out of sleep. It oh, might work. In and out of sleep would work. So <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> I had it on this morning. I was watching it at like seven in the morning and uh, in bed and my boyfriend was next to me and he was waking up like, you know, in and mm-hmm, out of sleep. Mm-hmm. And he was like, am I falling back to sleep for an hour at a time? <laughs> Like, what the hell happened? Like, what kind of scene shifts are right. going right. on? How in long this is this movie? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, great. Because each scene looks so different from right. the next. It was so all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that. That's good. Could if they recast this? Could you envision oh. them if they re-release this, or if they not re-release it, but if they did, yeah. rebooted it? Yeah. And they recast this. Who could be Tank Girl? You know, Ugh. the Rebecca Buckley. 
it's really hard for me to say somebody of the younger generation who could mm. pull this off. Um, I was thinking more like a. I'm thinking like a Rose McGowan. Okay. Okay. But she's got to be. But Rose McGowan's too old. Also, but ninety maybe nineties Rose McGowan or early two thousands Rose. Like early Phantoms Rose McGowan. A little after that. Okay. Post accident Rose McGowan. Post accident pre Manson or was that post Manson? That was post Manson. Okay. Um, I like it. Yeah. I'm, People never give her enough credit. I no. thought she was fine in, in her movies. Yes, Rose, Rose McGowan you know? was fine. Like I, I'm actually thinking like, uh, what was the Tarantino um, movie that Rose McGowan did? Oh, in Death Proof? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of era, Rose McGowan. Okay. She's a little bit removed from it now. I don't know that she could get that, but I'm thinking somebody with that level of crazy... What about um, um, Denai Guerrera from who played Michonne on The Walking Dead? You think that she could? I love her too much. She she could just be go batshit crazy See, with it though. I, and I well, I loved her as Michonne mm-hmm. when I was watching The Walking Dead. I've given up on oh, it, but I've, not I've, because I've, of her. I've given up too, and I, yeah. not because of her. Not either. because of her. She's great, and I loved her in uh, Black Panther, of course. Of course, she was the best part um, about that movie. You know, um, I think Zendaya could do it if we're going to go with a person of color. Okay. Okay. I could do it. I liked what I saw. And the Spider-Man movies, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was just in Spider-Man. She was kind of a Disney star, I think, at some point. I don't know. I didn't know who she was act. until... But she was a she's, child actress. I think she was on some Disney movies. She was good in that. Yeah. Um, but she was good in in that, and like, like she has a lot of sass to her. Like I've just seen her in interviews and different red carpet things. She has a, a lot of sass to her. I think she could d- go with a different Because there has to be that punky Brewster style, right? You need to have, yeah, you got to have you know? a punch. You got to deliver yeah. something. Um, and I like the idea of her being a bit younger. Even like Lori Petty, I oh, think okay. in this movie was probably, like when they filmed it, was late 20s, early yeah, 30s. Yeah, and Denai's a woman. She couldn't, you know, yeah. she's a grown woman. So yeah, yeah I, I think she does kind of have to be younger. Mm-hmm. If she, um, especially if she's going to be like decked out and, you know, yeah. Goggles and a helmet and tube socks on the arms, fishnet stockings. Yeah. 90s paraphernalia everywhere. And it's hard for me to think of actresses. Like, I don't watch a ton of TV that has that younger crowd in it where I could be like, oh, this character. Well, I'd, do it. you know, I talk about that a lot in the show too, where like a lot of the, I'll, I'll do references to movies that are just, you know, just 90s or, right. you know, just what we grew up on, you know, because I happen to be. <laughs> a man in his 30s you yeah. know what I'm saying so so I'm not going to reference you know Alisa Vikander as much as I possibly should over someone like well you know that that Meryl Streep is still really <laughs> got it going on you know or that that Michelle you know who's Pfeiffer sexy? Helen Mirren although side note uh, I just saw the teaser posters for the Ant-Man characters for the new Ant-Man movie oh yeah and Michelle Pfeiffer still looks amazing and she looks great and I'm, that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to see the sequels because she's in it she plays janet van dyne where they find her in the quantum realm Mm -hmm. and just you know michelle can just never ever since 1992 when she was in the catwoman suit right and i was in fifth grade i Uh was like i'm in i'll always be yours i'll never leave your side you know my wife's like nick she's old and gross now but i'm like jen come on you gotta understand i don't think she's that gross no you gotta understand that's why that movie with harrison ford uh didn't make sense to me no what, what lies, lies what, beneath? What lies beneath? Yeah. Yes. Fuck no. That was a good movie. That was a, a good great, thriller. Great movie. Go back and, and watch that one, folks. And hats off to him for doing that. You know. Oh yeah, he had to be a bad guy. You know. But who would cheat on Michelle Pfeiffer? That Nobody. just doesn't make sense. It makes no damn sense. Nobody Wait, she's that. wholesome and sexy at the same time. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, she can pull off the leather and the stay-at-home mom. Like, wait, I don't understand. 
the blend of both worlds yeah yeah man that's how the show's gonna end with our ringing endorsement for <laughs> michelle pfeiffer michelle pfeiffer could do anything she can do anything she wants well is there anything else you wanted to throw out here because i mean i think can i plug my podcast i don't know if i did that enough (laughs) no you should absolutely please i feel bad because mouthy broadcast uh, i yes i co-host mouthy broadcast uh and you can find us on google play um stitcher itunes Uh, i don't know if there are any else we're not on spotify unfortunately okay we couldn't get that how did you get on spotify through podbean okay yeah they have a thing now where they linked it to spotify and they just throw you up there and our website goes up our our website is uh mouthybroadcast.com we're on facebook and twitter at mouthybroadcast um we like people to email us so that we can get fan participation and we're mouthybroadcast at gmail.com. We awesome. Have the same. Yeah. And um, we also take phone calls. Yes. And play them on the air. And our telephone number for anybody who wants to call us is 757-541-CUNT. Mmm. Spicy. I had, to, I had to look at the number to remember it. No, it's quite all right. No. <laughs> <laughs> pulling out my own business card to I love list it. off my stat. Check it out, please. It's a hilarious podcast. It's it, it has poignant messages mixed in with a sprinkle of some quantum physics. <laughs> and uh and hashtag dick science. We absolutely. do a lot of that. <laughs> absolutely. No, it's hilarious. Yeah. We talk about movies from time to time. We talk about nerdy stuff from time to time. If there's a, a comic book topic that comes up, I'm not really a comic book reader by any means. That's okay. I've read a few graphic novels in my lifetime, but uh, the other two hosts, um, both comic aficionados. You rocked the shit out of that solo review. I mean, you fucking nailed it. <laughs> and not just because it was, it, in per, it, you know, perpetually kind of agreed with mine, but it was just like all the points you made were just on point. You know what I'm saying? So listen to Mouthy Broadcast. Check out that episode. If I actually go through the trouble to to watch something and talk about it, I'm going to make sure that I've got something to say about it. You're goddamn right. And and actually, that's something that we kind of pride ourselves on. We don't just um, sit down and, and start rambling. We decide what should we talk about, what can we talk about, what's going to be interesting for people. Um, it's not a ton of prep work, but... <laughs> Unlike <laughs> unlike my podcast where I meander off the beaten path most everywhere I go I grow oh, dizzy. No, but when you but when you have your topic in mind, I mean I I enjoy listening to all your Well, I appreciate that. You know, the movie's like a skeleton thing. and then and then we just kind of you Fill know. it in. <laughs> so if there's anything we said on this podcast that made you wonder, hey, do I need to quit my job and wander off into the woods and start a cult? Just remember at the end of the day, whatever we said on the show is just fiction. Don't take it seriously. Lauren, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening.